to the Unlocked on Goals. We look back at the last two games the goals played against Henderson and some possible breaking news. All of this on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, everyone? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez. We have a bit to get to today, and we got a lot of changes, some weird stuff going on this morning. So this will be an afternoon show because I will pull the curtain back a lot. There is some very important AHL news that I'm anticipating will become official this afternoon. So you'll notice that, yeah, the first two segments, they will be, you know, in the morning. And then the last segment will be a little bit different. So just keep that in mind. Also, um, we're not going to have a locker room tonight. And the reason for, well, there's a few reasons for that, uh, one of which is directly related to what's going on later. But we have some news, and we're going to get to that later on. First, a reminder, you can hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts can be heard. Make sure to rate, comment, download, and a bit of news regarding uh, Apple Podcasts. So some of you may have noticed that there hasn't been a show showing up on your podcast feeds the last few days. Uh, we've had some very unfortunate technical issues taking place with Apple and sometimes with Spotify too. So shows have not been popping up. So you might see five shows come up at once. If you're listening to this on Stitcher or the Megaphone app or Odyssey, the shows are continuing as normal. But if you're listening on Apple, you may have noticed that shows are not coming up. So whatever I talk about, will make sense later on once you get all the episodes and catch up. Okay, so the goals played two games versus their big-time new rival, the Henderson Silver Knights, who are currently standing atop the Pacific Division leaderboard. They're currently in first place. That's going to be very important to keep in mind. The San Diego goals, they needed to get at least two points out of this set in order to have some kind of good standing for the Pacific Division. And it's going to be very important to have good standing in this division. Trevor Zegras was still with the San Diego Goals. I'll admit, I kind of saw this coming, but I also kind of didn't because I penciled in that Zegras would be playing last weekend. It didn't happen. In fact, Zegras didn't get called up until yesterday, along with Simon Benoit. We'll talk about him a little bit too. Let's get to Saturday's game against the Henderson Silver Knights. This was a fun one if you're a San Diego Goals fan. Andrew Agazino got things started with a nice assist on the power play. And this is something that I'm going to talk about a lot. Power play, power play, power play. First period, Thomas Jerko got a tripping penalty. And that resulted directly in a power play for the San Diego Goals. I love this power play line for San Diego. It's amazing. You have Agazino, DeLeo, Zegris, Mahura, Letary. That is your best five as far as a power play goes. And they cashed in 21 seconds into the power play. Trevor Zegris, a nifty pass from the left side. And I noticed that Zegris didn't always play that center position. In fact, during this power play, Zegris didn't take the face off. DeLeo took the face off. Hmm, how about that? But on that one, Zegris got the apple, so did DeLeo. Andrew Agazino scores his 11th of the season, making it 1-0 goals early on. And then Jack Dugan, he got nailed for, for hooking, rather not tripping, hooking. So another power play. So we bring that unit out again. Mahura, DeLeo, Zegras, Letary, Agazino. Once again, Zegras not taking that initial faceoff, but it didn't matter because Zegras really composed himself on this one. Oh boy, this was nice. 
it went around the horn. Everybody got a touch. Mahara got the touch. It went to Letary. It went to DeLeo. Went to Mahara. Went to Agazino. Went to Zegris. Then finally ended up on the stick of Vinny Letary. A nice little, not a tap-in, but it was it was an easy goal. Because the goalie was completely out of it. And that made it 2-0 San Diego. Ooh, boy. This looks bad for Henderson. We'll talk about the goaltending of Henderson a little bit later. In fact, I'm going to write this down just so I don't forget. Henderson goaltending. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. We move on to the second period, and this is where things got really fun. Keegan Lowe got nailed for hooking, so that resulted in a Henderson power play. And Danny O'Regan did not miss that one at all. His seventh of the season, that made it 2-1 San Diego. So now you have three goals Three power play goals. And there was a lot of chances in this period, especially for San Diego. Zegras was starting to gain more confidence in the faceoff dot. He was looking better just overall trying to merge into that center position. We're finally starting to see some comfort there. Yes, he was still missing some faceoff. And yeah, he was losing still, but the positioning was better. Overall, against this team, the confidence was rising. So you could tell Zegris kind of assumed that he was going to get called up when he didn't. That maybe woke him up a little bit as if to say, oh, I better really get going here. And he kind of sort of did. He still lost more faceoffs than one. But there's a definite improvement and it showed on the first period, on the second period. So it remained 2-1 to one going into the third period. The third period was a rough period on both sides. We still had some power plays going on both sides including some some nice roughing at the end. We'll get to that in a second. Benoit Olivier Gruel got his ninth goal of the season, making it 3-1 San Diego. Not long after that, Henderson decided, you know what? We're going to pull our goaltender. We're going to pull our goalie, which, by the way, was Yuri Patera. Hmm. Why is Patera in goal? What happened to your other goaltenders? Oh, we'll, we'll get to that. We will definitely get to that, folks. You won't believe what happened on both games. Empty net goal was the result of that. B.O. Grew got his second of the game, his 10th of the season, on the assist from Agazino and Trevor Carrick. And that is your final score. San Diego is victorious, 4-1 to over the Henderson Silver Knights. And a big two points for San Diego as they inch closer to that number two spot And in fact, they almost got there right then and there. A couple of key notes on this game. First off, Trevor Zegras, he did look better in faceoffs, just under 50%. So not the best, but not as bad as last week. Not as bad as that 4 for 12 or that 30% clip that he was getting the previous weekend. Now we're starting to see some results. He also got two power play assists on this game. He rules on the power play. In fact, he damn near got a third apple on this game, if not for some lucky play, some lucky goaltending, and a post. Zegras could have easily had three points in this one, but just a little bit of bad luck. Hey, not bad luck for the goals overall. They did win. So San Diego inches closer to that number one spot in the Pacific Division. How would they do on the following game? We'll talk about that after this brief word from Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. They come in several flavors, including cherry barcia, cookies and cream, among others. They are low calorie, low sugar, high protein. They are good for you. They taste like a candy bar. 
head on over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order of Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land. Coming up after the intermission, we'll talk about the following game and a little bit of weird history as far as goaltending is concerned. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Gulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. I've been covering the American Hockey League for a long time, and the last game that the Gulls played was a very fun one. But first, I want to get to something that I had alluded to in the first segment, and that is the goaltending situation for the Henderson Silver Knights. So Logan Thompson became unavailable. Um, I guess he was ill. So without Logan Thompson around... The Henderson Silver Knights only had one goaltender at the time. They only had Yuri Patera. So Thompson was out. You also had Oscar Dansk, who had been nursing an injury of some sort. We still don't know what exactly that is. So Oscar Dansk was already ruled out. Then you had Patera. He's in there. Thompson was out. So, okay, what do they do? What does Henderson do? Guess who backed up Yuri Patera. Silver Knights goaltending coach Fred Brathwaite. Yes, if that name sounds familiar to you, Freddie Brathwaite is a former NHL goaltender. He is the current Silver Knights goaltending coach. He used to play in the American Hockey League. He also used to play in the National Hockey League. He used to be in the Atlanta Thrashers organization. In fact, if you looked at my Twitter and you saw the picture... He was wearing a Thrasher's mask as the backup goaltender. I kid you not. It's kind of wild. Just look this up. Fred Brathwaite. That's an amazing story that he was the backup goaltender at 48 years old. 48. His last professional game was with the Chicago Wolves 14 years ago. 14 years ago. That's how long it had been since he was the backup goaltender. Okay, so you had that situation. And you also had Jacob Perot, who looked very, very impressive with the San Diego goals the last couple of weeks. He's been impressive. Simon Benoit, he came to play on Saturday. He came to play both games with some hard hitting, some heavy hits, some great play all around. Loved Cena. And Simon Benoit, by the way, guess what? He got a point on the last game. He got an assist on, I think it was that third goal, to Biogru. Yeah, Benoit got, Benoit got the primary apple on that one. So that was the previous game. And it was a great ricochet pass to Biogru, too, that Simon Benoit had. He's a very intelligent player. Benoit's intelligent. And someone that I was very happy to see get called up by the Ducks. And what an amazing story that Simon Benoit has had. Just kind of really going off track here. Benoit. Gets called up for the first time. It has been a long journey. I'm going to quote Defend the Nest here. Uh, My buddy Defend the Nest, John Broadbent. Here's what he said. This has been a long journey for Benoit. Undrafted. Signed to a PTO as an invite at Gulls Camp. Then he got signed to an AHL deal. And finally, an NHL entry-level contract. He has worked hard every step of the way. Congrats, Simon Benoit. You earned this. That is absolutely right. I love his story, just like I liked Yanni Hockenpah's story. Hockenpah worked his ass off to come to America, 
play in the league. He worked his butt off to make the goals roster. And then he was a force with San Diego. Then he gets called up to Anaheim. He has a great first couple of months in Anaheim. Kind of fell off a little bit the, the last month. But look at Hockenpah now. Look at him now. He is a fan favorite in Carolina. They're marketing him correctly. So congrats to Hockenpah. Congrats to Benoit for making it to the National Hockey League. Okay, I'm done waxing poetic because we have a game to talk about. A game that took place the following day. And guess what happened there? We had another kind of funny situation there. So playing Henderson again, you had Ole Eriksson Ek versus the battered Oscar Dansk. Oscar Dansk was a little bit battered on this game, still not 100%. And the scoring started plentifully on that game. First, you had Daniel Regan scoring his eighth of the season only a minute in, making it one nothing Henderson. And then on the power play once again, Cody Glass got called for tripping. So guess who's out there again? Mahara DeLeo, Zegris, Letary, Agazino. Guess what happened again? San Diego scored on the power play. Lather, rinse, repeat. Chase DeLeo to Josh Mahara to Andrew Agazino. Zegris just missed out on the assist. If Mahara had taken that open shot, then Zegris would have gotten the apple. But Josh Mahara found an even more open Andrew Agazino, and he did not miss. He really didn't miss. There was no one around Agazino. So that made it a 1-1 tie. So Zegris just misses out on the apple, but he's on the ice for that goal. That power play once again looking brilliant. But then something happened in the second period. The second period is where the crap hit the fan. Cody Glass scored 2-1 Henderson. Then Trevor Zegris. Oh my goodness, Trevor Zegris. That kid is amazing. He's just great. I had my obligatory Trevor Zegers is amazing and he scored a goal post because he's Trevor Zegers. Yeah, absolutely right. He kind of took the puck out of midair. It's hard to describe this goal because there was a pass right from the point, then to the left side. Zegers kind of collected himself. I mean, the best way to describe it. He collected the puck on himself, just kind of got it on the good part of the stick, right on the tape, and he sniped that one just past Oscar Dansk, and that made it a 2-2 two two tie. Skill level 100? Yeah, skill level 1,000. Great stick handling, great stick work. That was amazing. So that made it a tie game. Then it got even more interesting. Vinny Terry. he scored off of a careless Henderson turnover. That made it 3-2 San Diego. They have the lead at this point. Then Danny O'Regan, he scores his second of the game to make it a 3-3 tie. Then Alex Limoges, he scores his fourth of the season on a pass from someone that I just mentioned, Jacob Perot. All right, so now we've got a really, really fun game going. And then Danny O'Regan ties it up just eight seconds later. Terrible face-off loss. Danny O'Regan scored that one. That made it a tie. And uh, guess who lost that face-off? Yeah, it, it was Zegris. Zegris had done better on the face-off dot on this game. Up until that point. Right from that point, the face-offs kind of slid down a little bit. We've seen this happen before. This happened in El Segundo. This happened in Irvine already earlier in the season. So Zegris got off to a hot start, kind of tailed off a little bit. 
that's something that could take some conditioning, could take some work. But overall, he still looked better on these past two games than he did the previous three games. So that is encouraging to see. Then we go into the end of the second period, and oh boy, Oscar Dansk. He goes down with an injury. So Oscar Dansk is now out, and Yuri Patera is back on net. So Logan Thompson is still out. Oscar Dansk re-injures himself. So you have two goaltenders out. Yuri Patera's in again. So, oh God, again? They really did this again? Are you kidding me? No one else was available, huh? Wow. So apparently no one else was available. So guess what happened? Oh, Braithwaite is back. Yeah, Freddie Brathwaite. Oh, boy. So Dansk left the game to injury, and we're back to the e-bug situation where Freddie Brathwaite, who I just talked about, 48 years old, makes his second appearance as the emergency backup goaltender. How do you like them apples? The goaltending coach is the e-bug for not one, but two games. Two for the price of one. And I have to give this fun fact. Actually, I'll give the fun fact after I talk about what happened in the third, which was absolutely nothing. The goals did have a power play with 3.51 left. Cody Glass did nearly score on a shorty breakaway, but a big stop by Ole Eriksson Ek kept the game tied. So then we headed into overtime. Henderson did get a power play in overtime, and they won it just as the power play expired. This was kind of a bad one because Greg Prince got an interference call, and that carried over into overtime. Then you had Jack Dugan, Jimmy Schultz, and Pavel Dorofeyev scoring his fifth of the season. The goals did pick up a point, but Henderson gets two. 5-4 to four is your final score, and that's kind of a critical loss for San Diego, even though they got a point. They did get three points out of four against Henderson, and Henderson only got two. So we'll talk about the standings after the second intermission. First, let's talk about betonline.ag, which is your trusted online sportsbook, and they have every sport available, including basketball, baseball, and hockey is winding down. They also have soccer, and they got some football futures as well. The NFL draft is tonight. So definitely check out our live show, by the way, the Locked On NFL Draft. Check that out. But in the meantime, go over to betonline.ag, use promo code Locked On to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Once again, that is betonline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. After this, we'll talk about the goaltending once again. We'll take a look at the standings and some possible news. Hmm, what's that going to be? We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, or Locked On Goals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And this show is brought to you by the Locker Room app. And just a bit of a change, I will not be doing a Locker Room tonight. I'll be doing a Locker Room tomorrow night before the Ducks game. So that'll be tomorrow. I know I had mentioned I was going to do two of them this week, Thursday and Friday. I'm just going to simply do the one on Friday. 
So we have a locker room tomorrow night before the Ducks game. So approximately 6.15 to 6.30. Check me out on there. Just look up Locked on Ducks. And Locker Room app is changing the way we talk about sports, where you can connect with several of your Locked On hosts, several sports medias, personalities, and whatnot. So check out the Locker Room app today on the iOS store, and check out the Locker Room beta on Android. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. So once again, just a reminder, uh, no Locker Room tonight, so that'll be tomorrow night. So a couple things, and this is going to be a little bit different than the previous two segments. Um, Some news did come out. I'll get to that momentarily. First, a couple of fun stats that I wanted to get to. So I talked about Freddie Brathwaite. So he made his NHL debut October 13th, 1993. That is 27 and a half years ago. Only two players on Henderson's roster were born before he debuted in the National Hockey League. Ryan Murphy, who was born March 31st, 93, and Thomas Yurko, who was born December 28th, 1992. And only five members of the Goals' current roster were born before Brathwaite's NHL debut. Jeff Glass, born in 85. Andrew Agazzino, born 91. Matt Lurito, born 1990. Jamie Devan, born in 1991. Sam Carrick is not on the roster, but he was born in 92. And Keegan Lowe, born March 29th, 1993. So out of all 40 players, or rather, yeah, all 39 players, seven of them were born before Brathwaite made his National Hockey League debut all the way back in 1993. That is a long, long time ago. Uh, Some big, big news did come out for the Ducks today, and I'll talk more about this tomorrow, but Ryan Miller has announced his retirement. He played with the Ducks for the last few seasons, obviously most known for his play with the Buffalo Sabres. He is the all-time leading winner, as far as goaltenders, from an American-born player. So, yeah, just some big news there. Now, the really big news has to do with the standings. Hmm, why am I going to talk about the standings right now? This is going to be important. In last place, the Ontario Reign... With a 394 win percentage, just ahead of them are the Tucson Roadrunners at 414. Then it really jumps. The Colorado Eagles have a 537 win percentage, 29 points. The San Jose Barracuda, 34 points, a 548 win percentage. The top three teams are the top three teams no matter what. Bakersfield Condors, 41 points over 33 games. They have a win percentage of 621. Just ahead of them. The San Diego Goals, a 625 percentage, 45 points over 36 games. And ahead of them as far as percentage, the Henderson Silver Knights, a 656 percentage, 42 points over 32 games. So it is actually pretty close among those three teams, San Diego, Bakersfield, and Henderson. If San Diego can win maybe five of their last six or seven games, if San Diego can win the majority of those games, they will for sure have a top three spot. And Ontario's in the bottom. They might not make it. Might not make what, you ask? The big news of the day. This is like the big, big, big news because this is locked on goals and this is about the American Hockey League. And I had heard this news. I had alluded to this over the previous few weeks. There was a rumor that there would be some kind of playoff 
amongst a couple divisions, and the Pacific Division was one of them. It is finally official, as of a couple hours ago, that the American Hockey League has announced plans for this year's playoffs. And I'm just going to read this verbatim. The Quote, The AHL will not be able to conduct traditional Calder Cup playoffs in 2021. Each of the league's five divisions have been provided the opportunity to independently determine its own postseason format. The members of the Pacific Division will complete the season with a playoff tournament to determine a division champion. Members of the other four divisions will not have postseason play. And this is coming from the President and Chief Executive Officer, Scott Housen. So here's what President and CEO of the AHL, Scott Housen, had to say. Quote, While we are disappointed that we will not be able to award the Calder Cup this spring, we are grateful to have been able to provide a safe and competitive environment for more than 1,000 players to play AHL hockey and continue their development. We're especially thankful for the work done by our athletic trainers, COVID-19 officers, and other frontline workers to ensure the health and safety of all of our players and staff throughout the league. End quote. So here's what this means for the divisions. The Atlantic Division is pretty much done. They'll award the Emil Francis Trophy. The North Division will award the Oki Trophy. The Canadian Division will, I guess, award the Mathers Trophy. And the Central Division will award the Sam Pollock Trophy. The Pacific Division will have a postseason tournament, and this will be held to determine the division championship. The format for the tournament will be announced at a later date as early as next Thursday. So I'm thinking that I might just have Thursday's show next week a little bit later as well, simply because we won't know what it is yet. The tournament winner will be awarded the John D. Chick Trophy as champions of the Pacific Division. The Chick Trophy has been presented to an AHL division champion annually since 1961-62. So that's what we have going on. We also have an expected start date for the AHL next season, October 15th, 2021. That is the target date for the league to begin. And the target conclusion date is April 24th, 2022. So that is the big news that we will have a Pacific Division playoff, which almost assuredly means that we're going to have some more San Diego goals games weeks after the NHL has ended. So while the duck season may be over by next weekend, we still have to talk about the San Diego goals. You know that Trevor Zegers, he will be back. Those playoff games and that playoff environment, that competitive edge will be important for players like Jamie Drysdale, Trevor Zegers, Simone Benoit, Jacob Perot. You got a plethora of players that are kind of that are they're going to come back. They will come back to San Diego fans. So we're going to have the best players possible on that goals roster. The Henderson Silver Knights, not so much. They're going to have players up with Vegas. They're going to have players on their taxi squad. So it's going to be very important. So Henderson, they're not going to have their entire team. The Bakersfield Condors, they will not have their entire team because they're going to have guys up in Edmonton for the Oilers playoff run. The San Jose Barracuda, I mean, they're an okay team. They should have their full complement of players, but there's been so many injuries that certain players are going to be gassed. The Colorado Eagles, 
they're not going to be at full strength because the Avs are in. The Tucson Roadrunners. The Arizona Coyotes. Well, hmm. I guess we'll see. Ontario Reign, LA Kings. That's going to be the wild card. If the Reign do make a postseason, and they're very close. If the Reign make it, they will have their full complement of players. Oh, man. Can you just imagine another playoff between the Ontario Reign and the San Diego Goals? That's going to be amazing. Better yet, there will be fans allowed in Henderson. There will be fans allowed in Bakersfield and Tucson. That is going to be highly interesting, especially those last few games in the AHL season. Their season doesn't end until May 16th. So they still have another few weeks to go. So keep an eye out for that. I will talk, I'll talk more about the American Hockey League after the Ducks season is over. So that is the big, big, big news is that we will have playoff hockey in late May and likely going into June. So stay tuned for further details on a playoff format for the American Hockey League's Pacific Division, which we will cover exclusively here on Locked on Ducks. Thank you all so much for listening. It's greatly appreciated. And thanks for sticking with me. If you don't get this podcast today or tomorrow on Apple, check us out on Spotify, Google, Stitcher, or wherever you can find your podcasts. Make sure to rate, download, subscribe if you haven't already. And please follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD. Follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, no locker room tonight. We will have a locker room tomorrow night before the Ducks take on the Kings once again. So just want to remind you all of that. Thank you all so much. For Locked On Anaheim Ducks and today Locked On Goals, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the day. Wear a mask, be safe, be kind to one another, and Ducks and Goals fly together. Fly together.